Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Wednesday evening. I almost got that night wrong. Wednesday evening, a pop-up episode. Myself, TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes. Uh, we've got Coach Poole and Lauren Burrows from FSU Volleyball on the line. We're hanging out tonight for a few minutes. We appreciate both of you guys' time. Uh, how are you How are you two doing tonight? Thanks for hanging out tonight. Doing great. I'm excited for the weekend. Yeah, awesome. I'm so looking forward to it. You guys have a, a big weekend coming up. You're taking off soon. We were just talking about that before we got going. So I'm sorry to make you answer this question again, but we were fascinated with the answer and wanted to talk more about it. But um, road match coming up. You guys are leaving. You guys have an early flight tomorrow. My my buddies all hate me because anytime we go anywhere, they call this a TJ special. But I do the same thing. I Earliest flight that Southwest has going out of Tampa, that's what we're taking. So you guys are taking a TJ special tomorrow morning. Um with an early flight. Talk to us about 6 it. 6 a.m. Yeah, we're <laughs> going at 6 a.m. And it just it just happened that way. A lot of the flights have been uh, changed or canceled and not as many coming in and out. And and so that has caused us a lot of uh, uh, grief on trying to set up our flights. And, and our option was either get there late or get there early. And we did not want to risk getting there late because there's been times where our flight has either been canceled on the day of or delayed and then missed the second leg in which case then we're just trying to get there in time for the match in the afternoon the next day so you know you don't want a situation like that and so it'd be easier to get them get there early and try to regroup when we get there and be rested and ready to go for the weekend so for those that don't follow college volleyball uh, that closely how difficult is the logistics of the sport because you guys you play at notre dame in two days and then you got louisville two days right after that do you even come back to tallahassee or is it tallahassee to south bend to louisville and then back yeah actually we we uh we have travel partners in the conference now because we have 15 teams with notre dame playing volleyball in our conference uh that means there's always one team that does not have a travel partner but for the most part we will travel to two schools on the road and we'll usually play a Friday, Sunday. So we'll go, we'll play a Friday, Saturday is our travel day in between matches. And then we'll, we'll play on Sunday and then return on, on late Sunday night. So that, that's a typical uh, conference season for us. So, so Lauren, as a player, as a student athlete at Florida state, what's that like having these kind of crazy travel schedules, right? Because obviously you, you went to a very well-respected high school, um, but you play most of your, matches locally and now you're you're kind of in the acc which used to be just the atlantic coast it still kind of is but you know notre dame's involved as well um is it exciting though to have a weekend on the road going to see two different acc campuses and uh their venues where they play volleyball yeah most definitely like i love traveling just traveling in general and just being able to see like different areas of the world and just being able to see like the different schools is even great but i think like the most important thing especially like as a student athlete is just like time management organization you know like like coach Poole said knowing that we have a 6 a.m flight like getting our work done like days before we even leave so that we're not even like stressing about doing homework in the airport or late at night in the uh, hotel just kind of making sure that like we've touched all our bases before we travel and prepare for the big games and this question is for coach and not necessarily necessarily lauren because i'm not sure how, how old you are lauren but tj does a bourbon podcast any 
chances to you sneak away and get some nice bourbon while you're in Louisville, coach? Doubtful, very doubtful, <laughs> but maybe a good strong lemonade. But not it. I don't know if leaving all the girls to go bourbon hunt, but if you do, please call me because, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how, I don't know what the newspapers would say about that one. So, um, well, cool. Well, again, we appreciate you guys' time and thank you for hanging out. Um, Coach, I want to ask you about this side too, but I'm going to ask Lauren first because I don't maybe she'll her answer may be a little bit more on brand with it. But double fries, no slaw. I mean, obviously that's an ode to Guthrie's. And so, you know, when you go, Lauren, when you go get the gut boxes, your teammates, your family. I know you said you've got family atop. Like you don't get the coleslaw, do you? Like just no. tell us. Like, all right, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't even do it. No. <laughs> um, we had we did a panel right before the. We did a panel right before the season, right before the football season started. And I don't know if, you know, Ryan Kelly, uh, local um, TV anchor, sports guy with WCTV. We I asked the guys that same question and he said, I don't know, TJ, I'm a really big coleslaw fan. And I was like, not on this podcast. <laughs> I said, it's one thing if you're putting that on barbecue or, right. you know, so, but don't go to a fast food chicken place and get coleslaw. Like, come on. Um, He's not been back since. Yeah. We'll, we'll, just say. Back like three weeks, so we'll bring right. him back. He was a great guy, but you know, uh, you know, coach pool, tell you uh, off the court. We'll get into some volleyball stuff here in just a minute, but just, you know, talk some personality stuff. You are a clean eater. I don't know if you're hitting the gut boxes too hard these days. Are you telling me a little bit about that? No, I, I, well, number one, my wife is an amazing cook. So we, so I, we eat at home most of the time, quite honestly. And then I have pretty much, um, really a, a semi fascinating story is that I, I was a basketball player growing up. And then as a sophomore in high school, I was around five, four, but I read Pete Maravich's autobiography or a book about him. And it talked about how he was shorter and then started eating really healthy and suddenly took off. And so I just told my parents, I said, look, I just want to eat healthy. I want to, you know, I want to cut out Cokes. I want to cut out, you know, all kinds of junk food and uh, ended up growing about seven or eight inches within the next 18 months. So I yeah, went to about six, two, six, one, and then ended up about six, two, once I got into college, but just took off all of a sudden. So I, I, since then, I've always been a pretty healthy eater with everything that I do. So I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I'm about to. Um, is that the reason I've got some pictures here that we'll roll through. Is that the reason that like from 2009 to 2014 to now, like you just don't age at all? Like, is that the reason? Like, is that, is it the health food or like the I, hair? I, we've been told like you got the best head of hair in Tallahassee. Like I have no obviously idea. I need to get on it. Cause yeah. like, <laughs> well, I, I turned 60 years old this year, but you know, and so I, I, you know, I tease people. I said, I, I can, I can start seeing the end of my career now, you know, just because of my age, but I, I actually started coaching on the college level in 1983. So I've been coaching on the college level a long time, you know, putting in a, a lot of years, a lot of recruiting, a lot of seasons. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but it certainly does add stress. I, I tease people that if that certainly gray hairs do get added uh, if we have seasons that are a little bit off, you know, I, I tend to, but I think it's, I, I, I've won a lot. And I think when you win, you generally stay pretty energized. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Coach, I, I want to start with you here and then I have a follow-up for Lauren, but obviously you guys are off to a really good start on the season seven and two, um, 
a couple big wins, none bigger than a week ago today when you guys took on the 14th ranked Florida Gators and beat them. Uh, you know, there, there's some close uh, matches in there, but you, you won three, one, it was pretty handily. Um, how nice is it to beat a rival, especially when a lot of, you know, the quote unquote experts don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. It, it, you know, we really, to be honest this year, because we are so young, we've got six, six freshmen, six true freshmen of our 13 players. And when you, that, which is the youngest team I've had since 1994. So it's been a yeah. long time since I've, since I've had a team this young and you're trying to get them to blend together and, and the freshmen don't know what they don't know, you know? And so you, from match to match, you don't know how they're going to react, being at home, being in front of a, a big enthusiastic crowd, being, you know, playing a, a, a rival team, and a team at their level. I mean, every year they're they're a top fifteen team, and 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 I know this year they they've got very big aspirations for you know what they may do this season. So I think that uh, having them at home, we wasn't sure how the team was going to perform, but we played really well the first set. Now we lost it. We were up twenty three to twenty, and we were up twenty four, I think, to twenty two. So we had our chances to win the first set and dropped it. But it was amazing to see the team bounce back that second set. And after that, we just kind of took off. And I, and I think we got really good leadership from, from our returning players that, that was nice to see on the court. And they were, you know, they kept the, the freshmen calm and kept them pointed in the right direction. But we really just talk about controlling what we can control, take it one point at a time, you know, not, not get too uh, upset if you, if you drop a couple of points. And this team has really been like that this year. There's been some sets that we played. We've been down seven, eight points and being able to come back and win the set. And I think it's just the, um, I think it is that we've got a team that stays pretty calm, that knows how to win. A lot of our players played at a really high level in high school and club. And so because of that, they're, they're a little bit used to pressure. It's just, it's a little different at this level. Yeah. So it, it's kind of reminded me, you know, it just, you know, setting the stage there, that 2018 softball team, you know, we've had coach Lonnie in here a few times where they had some tough losses in the, you know, in the playoffs and then in the college world series first round and they just fight back and win. Uh, so maybe that's a good omen for us. I don't know. Uh, Lauren, same kind of question to you, but as coach said, this is one of the youngest teams he's ever had at Florida state and Florida state has seen in a very long time having that veteran leadership, someone like yourself who, who's been around the block and understands, you know, what college volleyball is and high level college volleyball after going down Oh one uh, in the sets, uh, as coach mentioned to come back and win three straight to win the entire match. It, was it you and your other very few <laughs> veterans that, that kind of helped keep the team together or what was kind of going on? Because that, that was extremely impressive. Yeah, most definitely. Just especially just I guess after any like set loss, you just have to stay locked in like the game's not over. Like the game would just start like, you know, it's only one set. It's like the same as like shaking the pass. Like it's over. It's done. Now you just have to keep rolling. You have to focus on the next play. And like Coach Bull said, we do have a young a lot of young players on the team. And so just kind of keeping them calm and just kind of talking them through it. Like they're amazing. Like our freshmen are amazing. Like they're like sponges. Like they just want to learn as much as they can in as little time as possible. And they're highly skilled. Like our, our hitters, like our DS is like everybody on the team plays a key role in the part. And so I just feel like 
us working together as a unit and kind of just going back to our training, going back to practice and just remembering things like just the little things, being disciplined on the block, like being still on service, just things like that. Yeah. And I know you have your, your head coach here, but I have to ask, it feels better beating the rivals, right? Like it's, it's a better feeling when you beat Miami or Florida, uh, right. It has to feel better. Mm-hmm. At home too, and it was a real special night. Like we honored yes. Barry, like Tully. Tully, that was the most packed I've ever seen Tully since I've gotten here, and the atmosphere was crazy. Like our fans showed out, boosters showed out, like everybody was just there to support us, and it was like you just got to rally off of that. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun following it. It was it was streaming live, and so we were all kind of like tuned in watching it. It was super cool. Um, but yeah, no, it was a special night. Um, Honoring Bree, Coach, can you talk about, you know, the night? Obviously, winning was great, but obviously, you know, the night honoring her, what that meant, trying to get the team focused, you know, back in after a an emotional ceremony before, like just everything that kind of went into that night specifically. It, it most certainly it was a it was a very emotional night. I mean, Bree was a very special player that people know know but she also was a special person she um you know she she did an amazing job of helping us turn this program around whenever we got here in in 2008 between 2008 and 2009 and and just had been an inspiration to many people she she loved working camps for kids she she you know she was one that got into coaching because she really wanted to make an impact in lives and and continue to do that and so she was very special we we had a really good relationship i continually was was um you know talking to her whether that was you know by text or by an email or or phone call or whatever we would stay in communication during these years since she's graduated and it was just heartbreaking you know with um with what happened and I think it was, I was nervous to be honest before the game because I didn't know how the emotions would counter with playing a big rival match like that. So you had the emotions of a big rivalry and then the emotions of really wanting to do justice to, to celebrate Bree's life and all that that meant. And thank goodness it came together, you know, as perfect as it could come together. And that, and you know, Vanessa, uh, our SWA, Vanessa Fuchs, did an amazing job held getting things set up for us to to make sure everything was in place for that night. We had, like like Lauren mentioned, we had a really good crowd in there. I have no doubt that some of them may have been there for Bree. Some of them may have been there for the team, but it didn't matter because there was energy in the building, and it, it primarily went our way with the with uh, the energy meter that night. And so it was it was a fun atmosphere, but it also – uh, so glad that um, we got to do it on on a special night like that, and I I could honestly say that you know we could feel Bree's spirit in that gym. There's nobody that would have been smiling bigger than than Bree would have been to to uh, for that match to be played in her honor. Yeah, now you mentioned uh, you mentioned the game, and we were obviously tuning in and watching. We've got an intern that we sent to the game and got some pictures and stuff. So we 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 um. We're happy to support and stuff, but yeah, you were right. When when we were up big in the first set and then dropped it, I was like, "Oh no, no!" And then you guys really just kind of put the hammer down and said, "Like, no, no, we'll just win the next three. And it was it was cool to see. Uh, Lauren talking about those crowds. Um, 
that's different, right? You know, compared to compared to last year. How uh and and obviously it was a special night and arrival and celebrate, but like hopefully people got out there and had a good time and we can continue to pack Tully out like that. But how how cool was it to play in front of that crowd as as compared to you know how you had to play last year? It definitely was awesome. And I think it definitely like plays into our advantage. Like even if you like look in the crowd, you see like all your supporters, like your fans, boosters, like even some classmates, even some other athletes, just knowing that you have like that tight knit support system that's there for you, like just rooting all on. Like it was amazing. Like the energy was electric. That's awesome. Um, taking it off the court for for just a moment, and we've got some we've got some like family business and family entrepreneurial stuff going on. I'll start with you, Lauren. I'll keep it on your side. Talk to me about your mom's um juice stores that she's got, the healthy juice stores in the Atlanta area. I'm kind of, I've heard about these, but I'm a little jealous that they're not down here in Tampa. I'm going to need her to do some experience. <laughs> yeah. So my mom actually last or March of 2020, she opened up her very first franchise called clean juice, which originates in uh, North Carolina. And it's basically like an all organic juice bar. Like it has fresh juices, cold, fresh juices, smoothies, acai bowls, wraps, salads. So basically like the whole nine. And it was actually crazy because she was trying to open up the store like in the midst of the pandemic, like the first outbreak. So it was really like, it was a struggle, but we really prevailed. And when we realized like the success and the numbers that the store was doing, actually on opening day, her store made the most money that any store had ever made. So it was actually really crazy. Like, like so many people came from far and she's a Delta. So all her like line sisters and their family came and it was just packed. Like the whole block was packed. And she actually just opened up her second location uh, in Reynolds town down in Atlanta. So it's located off the belt line, like near Pont city market. So like right downtown. And it's just an amazing location. Like the store is beautiful. What it values is beautiful. It's like a nice Christian restaurant, Christian values, the bed, the food, even better. Like I, <laughs> when I go home, I kid you not, that is all I eat. I'm at that store when I'm not working, I'm eating what they got. Like it's crazy, but it's really amazing. And just seeing like my mom and my dad and all the work that they put in for the store. It's, it's crazy. Oh, tell me that what's the name of it. Anybody that might be in the area um, just so that they, it's called clean juice. So her location in Marietta is clean juice, Sandy Plains. And then the one in Atlanta is clean juice Reynolds town. Awesome. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure to, to send that out and let as many people know as possible because outside of Florida, Atlanta is by far our lid largest listener base. Yeah. Uh, so we, we love that. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but, but as you were telling that story at the beginning, my heart dropped a little bit when you said she wanted to open it in March of last year, because <laughs> that's literally right before everything shut down. Right. It, it, and that was such a tough time for small businesses. How difficult was that for your mom that, you know, to obviously you don't just wake up and say, I'm going to open a store here. You, that takes you know months, sometimes years of planning and then have a global pandemic kind of do what it did to all these small businesses how did she survive? It sounded like you had a ton of community support, which was awesome. Um, but were there worries in how relieved are you and her? We're not outside of this pandemic yet, but we're hopefully on the other side of it at this point. Yeah, it, it was definitely like nothing like I've ever imagined. And my mom, her dream has always been to like have her own business. And so after she lost her corporate job, she 
was like she was working at home or wasn't working at home. She's at home just trying to figure out her next move. And she actually came across clean juice. And so she was like, OK, this is something that like I can invest in. It was like a whole process, like applying for a location, applying to open up a store. And it was crazy because there were nights where she would be up all night, like just filling out paperwork in the kitchen. I'd be in there and I'd be like, like, what are you doing? Like, go to sleep. She's like, Lauren, like, I can't like, like this has to happen. Like we have to make this happen. Like, I can't like, this is, this is my calling. Like, this is what we have to do. And so just seeing her on opening day, like with all her family and her friends, her supporters, like seeing that she finally made it, like, it was really emotional. It was really emotional for like me and my family. Like, I'm so proud of her. Like the woman she is, she's just determined, like hardworking, like she, she's a real go-getter. Like she's so inspiring. Yeah. And, uh, you kind of, uh, take after coach pool here when it comes to family, uh, doing their own small business coach. I, I want to ask about your daughter. She owns a boutique in Tallahassee, Peachtree boutique, uh, Bannerman crossings. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it is and uh, how Florida state fans, that want to support a Noel, especially a Noel daughter of one of Florida State's coaches. How can they go support her? And what exactly is she doing there? You know, she as she was going through college, she had always enjoyed working around fashion and things like that. And it worked at a couple of different boutiques. And and she just she talked to me in 2018 about wanting to, to get something started. And so we actually originally in 2018 started it online. And that's how and and you know, so she learned the business side of it online that first year and then just got really excited about it and, and wanted to open something up. And my my um, I, I've always been the, the type to where I really want to follow dreams. I want to be able to to, you know, encourage people to be able to start businesses, run business, be, you know, be an entrepreneur type and and my son and my daughter both have that in them. They want to do the same thing. And and so in, in 2019, spring of 2019 is when we opened up the the brick and mortar there at there in Benjamin Crossing and and got it started. And so it was only about I, I think really the first of June is when it really got started in 2019. So you know that first six months, it was tough. It was tough just trying to get get it all started, get people to know where you were, get people in there. And, you know, to uh, to then see what happened with with the pandemic hitting there in 20, 2020, it was it was a rough year going from from that spring around to sure. well, about a year. It was really rough. But thank goodness we you know, we were able to get through it and and they have just continued to, to build. And my wife is helping out some with it as well. But really, it's Taylor that runs the business. And it is a women's fashion and accessories business. So a lot of clothes. She caters really to uh, anywhere from college age to, to young mothers. But it's it's uh, uh, she's really enjoyed having the business and, and has gotten more and more confident of what she's doing as well. 25 years old and is running her own business. So I'm, I'm proud of what she's been able to accomplish. And, and she does do a lot of things colors wise with the garnet and gold to make sure during the fall, she has some of that available as well. So it's, it's been fun to watch her growth and it's been fun to watch that business grow over the past year. I love it. I love it. I love the, uh, I love the work from both of them and, and seeing both of them well, it sounds like I'm going to be taking my wife back up there when we come up in October. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> so we'll, we'll stop yeah. by. Yeah. Um, 
Lauren, I, I know this maybe this is a little weird with coach right here. If you need me to kick him out of the room real quick, so you can talk about it. I will, but talk to us about <laughs> I really will if you want me to, but I'm gonna bring him back afterwards. But uh talk to us about um Coach Poole and and really kind of like you know, playing for him and what it what it means to to play for him and you know what you and, and the other girls on the team kind of I don't know, I, I'm not gonna keep rambling, but just talk to us about Coach Poole and what it's like to play for him. <laughs> Yeah, CP, he's he's a respected man around the conference. So, like, he's kind of like the big man on campus. Like, everybody kind of knows who he is. And so, like, playing for him in practice, you know, like, he kind of just floats around in practice, but he's very engaging. Like, he'll stop and be like, hold on, wait, what was that? And then, like, if, even if, like, you mess up, he'll come in and, you know, comfort you, kind of show you a little things about what you can do better. And he's just very, like, motivational and inspiring. And he's the type of man that he knows – when you can be at your best and he's seen your best and he knows how you can be and like where your best is. So he'll push you like every day. Like it's not easy. Like you'll have bad days, but knowing that you have somebody in your corner who can vouch for you and who knows that you're capable of great things is very like relieving and it makes you want to play for him. Coach, I'll turn it back on you. I'll make you kind of do the same thing. Talk to us about Lauren a little bit, and then I have another follow-up, and we'll I think Richie has one, and we'll get you guys out of here. We appreciate your time, but talk to us about Lauren a little bit. I mean, I know you're proud of all the girls and proud of the team, but uh, she's here, and she showed up tonight, so we'll, we'll brag on her a little bit. <laughs> well, and I'm glad she is here because she she deserves it. She has worked extremely hard. Uh, you know, she is a, a player that, that actually can do many different things, and she's helped us in many different ways over the last couple of years, and you know, she she set some and went back when she was younger. She also was a hitter when she was young. She's a great passer, a great defender, and you know, just does so many little things for us. But also is a good leader. You know, she is very well respected by the team. Uh, she's respected by our staff. I mean, we we depend a lot on her, and 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 I know that every day she's going to bring her best. She's going to come in to work as hard as she can to be the best person and the best player she can be. And, and that doesn't mean that it's always perfect. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, everyone goes through times that aren't perfect, but it's how you respond to that. And whether it's as a player and whether it's in your personal life. And I just, I really do have a lot of faith in Lauren and, and, uh, uh, a lot of respect for, for how she presents herself and, and the things that she does every day. Awesome. Awesome. Coach, when you got to, uh, when you got to FSU, you took over a program that, uh, wasn't the hottest, wasn't doing super well since then kind of turned it around though. Um, made a final four, two elite eights, five sweet 16s, three ACC titles, had an NCAA tournament streak going for a long time. Um, like she'd been coaching for a while, but was it somewhat intimidating to come into Florida State where there were so many great programs that had been built? Obviously, everybody thinks about Bobby immediately when 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 you know you started all off there. But was it a little bit intimidating coming in, or were you confident that you were going to turn it around, or what? What were your thoughts coming in? Well, I, I think I've I've turned around programs before, so I was used to it. So I was looking for that opportunity. I, I went as a young coach. I was the youngest Division One coach in the country back in 1987 and ended up turning that program around that had never been to the NCAA tournament ever. In our first year, we went eight and 24. And, our, and in my second year, we went 41 and one. And it's still in the record books. It's the greatest turnaround in division one history in volleyball. 
And, and so, and then I went to Arkansas and I started a program there. They didn't have volleyball at the Razorbacks. And so I was their first coach. And in the first year we were picked 11th out of the 11 SEC teams. And, and we ended, ended up finishing third instead and, and ended up going to postseason that year, which is the first time for a first year program to go to postseason. So I've, I've been around building programs and, Really, at that point, when Florida State contacted me, I didn't I didn't put in my resume for the job, but they they made contact with me and asked me if I'd be interested. And they said they wanted to build a program. But that is the first thing that I noticed was that at that point, every other team on campus was going to postseason except volleyball. And so I I felt like that, okay, it's it's gonna be a challenge, but at that point in my life, I was I was ready to to try something different. I'd been at Arkansas for 14 years, and I'd already built that program into the second best program in the SEC during those 14 seasons. And so I I was looking for another challenge. And my wife is originally from Southern California, so she loved the idea of being near near water, being near the ocean. And so that's kind of what brought me here. But I did really respect the fact that there was so many good coaches here, so many good yeah. players and so many good programs. And so I, I just, you know, I wanted to build this to where we could, you know, we could have our own name and, and be able to, to also be one of the teams that people thought of. I don't know if anybody's ever made it, but being from Southern California, the, Tallahassee is basically San Diego 2.0. You've got the Hills and you know, water, like right there, you know? So like, what more could she want? Right. Well, she, she, she actually has loved the ocean part of it. That's for sure. Yeah. She, she will often go down there to the, to the, uh, to the ocean. I'd say the humidity is a little more here than it is. And probably yeah, <laughs> maybe a tad. Yeah. The summer is a little tougher. Um, well, I'll ask you this and I know Richie's got one more and we'll get you guys out of here, but I, I tend to ask everybody this question, every coach that comes on, um, and I know, I know, you know, just what the general fund does, but I, I do like to ask about booster support and, and how it impacts your program specifically. Um, we do a lot of work with the boosters and we've got a good relationship with them. And so, um, you know, I like to ask that question and, and hear from you how it kind of impacts your program. Uh, and like I said, I'll, I'll let Richie ask Lauren one more and we'll roll. It's huge, quite honestly. You know, when we did, when I did get in here, we were, unfortunately, we were down toward the, the lower part of the conference budget-wise. And, and, of course, we're still, even, even now, we're the, only, we're the only sport with no athletic facility. Tully Gym is not an athletic facility. That's a, that's a university facility. So, you know, we, we realize that there's still things that, you know, could help us even more. But, but the things that the boosters have done to help us has been tremendous. You know, we have, um, we've been able to do more busing in between flights where it used to have to be vans most of the time. So we were able to do some things like that, be able to um, uh, upgrade Tully a little bit in the locker room and some different things that we've, we've been able to try to do to at least spruce it up a little bit. Uh, but, you know, boosters, given us opportunities to be able to um, uh, even have the video board that we've got in there. I mean, that was a big expense, but we appreciate the support that we've had with our video board and our scoreboard, both where that was booster related with people giving money to help us, help us do what we can control. And that's, that's trying to, to spruce it up as much as possible. You know, I'm hoping eventually, you know, I, I also am director of volleyball over beach volleyball and and uh, was honored to have hired Brooke Niles as our beach coach. And, you know, she's got an amazing program. You know, the dream would be eventually is to build a, an indoor volleyball with with beach 
beach and indoor volleyball combined to where you've got our offices and you've got all that. And we've got our own facility to be able to train in and practice in and, and play in and things like that. Again, we love the atmosphere of Tully, but it's, it's not always conducive if, if you don't have the, the keys to the car, you know, to be able to do what you need to all the time. So boosters helping us has been tremendous support for us. Yeah. And as a sport management graduate from Florida state university, who spent a lot of time in Tully gym, it is not an athletics facility guys. It it truly is a catch all of everything. You know, they, I I had classes there. I played intramural basketball games there. I took basketball class there. Um, and uh, these booster dollars continue to support that. Uh, speaking of dollars, I, I have one last question for you, Lauren. And again, thank you guys so much. We'll get you out here after this. Sure. But for the first time, and this is so long overdue, college athletes are now allowed to monetize their name, image, and likeness. And everyone assumed it'd be, you know, just football schools and some basketball schools would get get a, you know, a part of this. But We've seen a lot of athletes from a lot of sports get a lot of different deals. Uh, I, I noticed you are with Barstool and Body Armor. Just how nice is it to not have to worry about calling compliance and say, hey, what's going on here? And how uh, d- did those uh, agreements come about? Because that's so cool that you know we have a Florida State volleyball player with one of the largest sports media markets in the country and, in my opinion, the best sports drink Next to Powerade, maybe I'll give Powerade the nod because, you know, it's Florida State's campus and all, but body armor is phenomenal. So how did those come about? And just how cool is it that you have that ability to to, sh- to monetize on your name, image, and likeness? Yeah, honestly, I would say, like, the whole NIL policy is just, like, changing the whole game for college athletes. And it's crazy because it's, like, all these companies now, since the bill has been passed, they're, like, oh yeah, well, we want all these athletes to like rep our stuff. Like we want to sponsor them. Like we want to see them in our stuff. So honestly, like for, like for Body Armor example, it was, they are doing like a whole like college athlete search. So I literally just like went online, like filled out a little questionnaire. And then, you know, like a few weeks later, I get like this big package at my yeah. parents' house and they brought right. it. And I was like, it was crazy because I had forgot about it. So I was like, what is this? And, I it up, and it's like a whole like 12 pack of like Body Armor armor and then it came with like a t-shirt like a drawstring bag and like a keychain and like a little card that was like welcome to the family and it's just so crazy like i i love body armor like you can even yeah. ask anybody like i go to the store i will buy body armor and water and that's all that's in my fridge what's your, so, what's your go-to body armor flavor because i'm a strawberry banana guy oh i hate that we agree on that Rich. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like orange mango orange mango, I like mango too, yeah. too yeah like, that that's my go-to for sure but i like the berry punch too they sent me the berry punch and that one was pretty good yeah but yeah it's it's awesome it's like a different opportunity it's an opportunity to show yourself outside of your sport you know what i mean so it's like it's not like it is just like athletics but it's like who am i outside of athletics yeah so i think the opportunity itself is amazing yeah i think it's great for you and all college athletes to have that ability because it's in my opinion and i follow I followed college football recruiting for years. These guys have been getting paid since I've been in high school back in the early 2000s under the table. It's nice to make it legal and give everyone that same opportunity to earn on it over the table. Uh, TJ, anything else before we close this out? I'm a big body armor fan just because like Kobe endorsed it way back in the, like that was like his thing that he endorsed early. And so 
Yeah, right on with all the body armor stuff. I'll even put it ahead of power ages. Don't tell anybody. Don't want to get in trouble with the nutrition. Don't tell Alfred and stuff. So now Coach Paul Lauren, thank you so much for hanging out. You guys are welcome back anytime. We're we're excited for the rest of your season to continue to follow it. Good luck this weekend. Um, and and we'll keep cheering you on. But we're we're so thankful that you took some time to to hang out with us tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Real, real quick, Lauren, before you go, we always do a song at the end of the show, and uh, we were tipped off that Lil Baby's your favorite artist. Oh, so get, give us a song that will play at the end of the show today in honor of you and Florida State Volleyball. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Dang, well, we, could make Coach, we could make Coach Pool pick the Lil Baby song. <laughs> that might be trouble. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. I think I'll have to go to classic. You can go ahead and play drip too hard. That's good. All right. We got oh, you. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you both you again so, so much for hanging yeah. out. We appreciate Thank you. it. Appreciate it. Thank Bye. you. Coach Pool and Lauren Burroughs. Um, they were fun. I, I you know my favorite yeah. thing. I like that they talked. I mean, I love talking sports. I love talking all the volleyball stuff. Um but I mean, I like getting to know these folks. I like getting to know like yeah. what their, you know, what their families do, level. the yeah. personality. It's so much more fun. So um, the volleyball stuff too, especially when you beat your rival, like yeah. one week ago tonight. Perfect like, timing. Nobody's going to be upset about that, talking about <laughs> beating Florida. So um, awesome. Well, we appreciate uh, we appreciate them. We appreciate um, the folks over at FSU Volleyball, everybody, Steven, setting that up and getting that taken care of. Um, super excited um, to, like I said, watch the rest of their season, see that play out. Um, we will be back tomorrow evening. Um, 7:30 ish for our FSU football versus who we play this Louisville preview. Um, until then, we appreciate you guys' support. Appreciate you tuning in. Richie's in trouble because we're late. We'll see you guys next time. Go Noles. Turbo. You can get the biggest Chanel back in the store if you want it I gave them the drill, they sucked it up, I got them on it I bought a new paddock, I had the white so I two-toned them Taking these drawers, I'm gonna be up until the morning That ain't your car, you just a Lisa, you don't own it If I'm in the club, I got that fire when I'm performing The backhand just came in and all hundreds Fives galore, cute shit, they all on us I'm from Atlanta where young niggas run shit I know they hating on me, but I don't read comments Whenever I tell her to come, she coming Whenever it's smoke, we ain't running Drip too hard, don't stand too close You gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows I been on the road, I don't care where I go Long as I get paid Bad little vibe, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise Every other night, another movie get made Drip too hard, don't stand too close You gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows I been on the road, I don't care where I go Long as I get paid Bad little vibe, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Every other night another movie get made Every other night another dollar get made Every other night started with a good day I feel like a child, I got boogers in the face I'm dancing in the dollar, this shit is a parade I don't want your train, I'm gon' want another slave I had a job that like too many bitches getting saved huh. T.S.A. harassed me, so I took a private plane He pussy nigga like a while, I'm working on my aim Drip too hard, charge to the car Designer to the grind, I can balance by the name Drip too hard, caution on the floor You gon' fuck around and drown, try and ride a nigga away Drip too hard, don't stand too close You gon' fuck around and drown, off this way Doing all these shows, I been on the road I don't care where I go, long as I get paid Bad little vibe
life, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise Every other night, another movie get mad Juke too hard, don't stand too close You gon' fuck around and drown off this way Doing all these shows, I been on the road I don't care where I go, long as I get paid Bad little vibe, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise Every other night, another movie get mad